From, from this time forward, I pledge my loyalty to Australia and its people, whose democratic <laughs> beliefs, I, whose democratic <laughs> beliefs I share, whose rights and liberties I respect, and whose laws I will uphold and obey. For so say all of us. And so say all of us, <laughs> us, us. We are jolly good fellows. We are jolly good fellows. We are jolly good fellows. Which nobody can deny. A modest house, a picket fence, a couple kids, some common sense, a job to pay your mortgage or your rent. And all these goals are understood, but misery is a public good. So come and feed your sorrows till you spend. Well, just to come, the captain said, the icebergs only dead ahead. The men will keep the engines fed. I have a deal with God. We're at the end of history. There ain't a hope for you or me. When workers philanthropically believe in the economy. But what a feast for tired eyes. The boys earth, the boiling skies. Everyone their own spies. Remember when the world was wise. We no, 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 no. That, of course, dear listener, is <laughs> Tanya Plibersek's uh, Pledge of Allegiance. The Plibs Pledge. Yes, which... Uh, passed as a vote right yes the last night i believe uh the, the labor, labor party, party is determined to never hold office again yeah they voted in unison for that to be read uh for, for it i mean for it to be suggested that schools have the students read it at appropriate moments which will presumably be on patriotic high holy days appropriate moments are of course no moments so hopefully yeah. that's a loophole I mean, that schools can explore it. Yeah, absolutely. Never, ever, that's how I would uh, uh, work it were I to gain absolute but still limited by bureaucracy power. Rather than overturn it, just be like, I deem it to be inappropriate to ever celebrate this country. The Labour Party right now are like a guy at a pub who's drunk enough to reckon he can go someone. Yeah. Like a returned serviceman or something. He's like, I reckon I could fight a soldier. I reckon I could. I'm going to go. But secretly hopes the guy won't take any of the bait. So just kind of throws his game up enough of a level that he can say he was trying to start a fight, but make it ridiculous enough that the guy probably won't actually retaliate. Yeah, yeah. They are so hoping they never have to be in power again. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It seems that way. Like, they're just basically, what, at this point, gilding their resumes and securing post-political private sector gigs and stuff like that? Yeah, pretty much. That seems to be the play. Absolute fucking horse shit. Uh... Uh, yeah, so so welcome back, uh, dear listener. We we missed a week. We missed a week, as per, but we are back now. Yes. Luckily, not much has changed over that week, well, other I mean, than... In terms of timing, this is pretty good. We're recording on the Friday morning, and, well, I mean, we'll get to what we're talking about, but you'll see why the timing plays out well. It does, very well. Although, it's not perfectly. Not perfectly, but in terms of uh, providing you with an entertaining snapshot of current events as i mean it's a cliffhanger uh i'm also sorry i uh, i dropped out halfway through the pledge my phone rebelled and black screened <laughs> while i was reading the tweet oh you get a, a huawei phone right uh <clears throat> he doesn't uh ladies and gentlemen the no, worse it's telstra communist party is not <laughs> Ah, uh, fantastic. They do everything Huawei is accused of, but they do it by accident. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is always the kind of thing. It's like people accuse 
uh, China and Russia of doing shit which Western governments and corporations just do by fucking sheer incompetence all the time. <laughs> it's like the the news cycle has gotten down to a 48-hour sort of uh, thing of like the announcement of a new tech company and their revolutionary service, the mandatory signing of people up to it because it's on a government contract or something, and then just a leak. So everybody's records will be completely public. We'll have a sort of fucking uh, a panopticon future. And the cold realisation that what that tech company was offering has been a service that either will never exist, currently just exists as a default yeah. thing people do, like saying hello to each other, mm. or is not actually a tech service. Yeah. Like hiring out meeting rooms or selling mattresses <laughs> yeah yeah there was somebody on on twitter uh, again this uh harkens forward to our topic for today but they were talking about the role of tech the pointless role of tech in a modern society particularly in the west particularly in the u.s but it applies here as well and it's like all they've done is wade in destroy existing institutions and uh uh industries disrupting them without ever making money uh the individuals make money obviously but the companies don't and eventually they tank and leave a vacuum in their wake and offer shittier versions of the service like i think uber and like food delivery are basically the only ones that kind of basically work as advertised and yeah, only off the strength of vicious exploitation <laughs> and uber is losing how much money every yeah, year yeah, yeah. like its revenue is growing but uber so is, are its losses uber is the poster child for the just coming in and disrupting without creating any sustainability they fucked it up badly and when they fold because it's it's like everything it's like the limitless growth of gdp and stuff these things that are modeled after the cancer cell and it's like where where do you see this ending ultimately and then yeah i don't know we'll go to completely privatized individual contractor taxis or something and we'll yeah all but get they'll raped. have tiny little bottles of water in them yeah yeah, tiny little bottles of extremely stale six-month-old water because they bought, like, 300 bottles at Costco. But that's okay. Um, mm. Single-use plastic is really good for the environment, and yeah. it's just another benefit. It may just save us yet. Perhaps if we built a single-use plastic dome to we place could over use the planet. all of the empty plastic bottles to build an ark to live yeah. on after we make land. We, we don't even have to <laughs> fucking build it. The currents are dragging it to the Pacific Garbage Patch and building the ark for us. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. It'd be like the aliens from Independence Day, but mm. on the sea on our own planet. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, what do, you, what do we, we want to talk about? Stuff is... Uh, so our structure is... Uh, or is the thing that you want to talk about first leading up, is that, does that count as a topic? Should we Not really. It? It's just a couple of honourable... Well, I mean, Plibs was the honourable mention. Other yeah. honourable mention that nearly making a topic is... Mm. Um, yeah. Um, Michael... Um, McCormack! Uh, McMack is mm. still the leader of the Nationals Party. Yeah. Barnaby Joyce failed, which is good. I like it when Barnaby Joyce failed. It's extremely great. But it's also not great for democracy in Australia because well, yeah. it means the National Party is just going to continue to be a sort of, I don't know, vestigial organ yeah. in the Liberal Party body, just giving yeah. them free seats and not actually doing anything for their constituents. It's very much- have, very, very bad. Have you seen Love, Death and Robots, the Netflix series? I have not. How can I... There's a... It's a series of short science fiction films mm. uh, animated. It's pretty good. 
I like science fiction. Mm. I recommend you watch it. They're short, so uh, so you can just bang through them in an afternoon, really, if you want to. Uh, but there's one called Beyond the Aquila Gate, and this is... I'm going to do it without spoilers, so it's going to be fucking meaningless to you and most of our listeners. But if any listeners have seen it, uh, the National Party is the woman that the guy meets on that far-flung station, and then the Liberal Party is... Uh, also Herbert, the other version. There you go. A completely meaningless thing uh, that means nothing to anybody, except if you've seen that fucking short film, which is good. And None of have, our listeners have seen that film. Well, go and watch it. What are you waiting for? It's probably the best one of the series. So I don't know if we have a huge sci-fi following. I mean, I know we don't have a huge following of any kind. Yeah. So I know we don't have a huge sci-fi following. But proportionally. Isn't everybody into sci-fi at the moment? Hasn't the the dilapidated husk of genre fiction, which is to say just blockbuster fiction dressed up in genre trappings, isn't that the, the main thing with all of the Sabrinas and the games of Yeah, but what you're it? talking about sounds like that kind of indigestible 1950s high concept science fiction. Yeah, it is, but you can nobody. trick people into watching it by, <laughs> because it's the flavor of the day. It's not indigestible at all. It's it's a very accessible thing, but uh yeah, anyway. Moving on cool. from high concepts, let's get into what we <clears throat> have both been waiting to get into, what I'm sure our listeners have been waiting for us yeah. to get into. Should we roll the the topic song? Roll the topic song. Listener, I was genuinely this week planning in the opening preamble to talk about <laughs> the US Democratic primary and just be like, this is what happened. We'll wait for New Hampshire. <laughs> I was think like, I, I feel like I, it's all I talk about at the moment and it's all I read about. And it was the plan to just be like, Bernie Sanders won Iowa. Let's move on. However. <laughs> How about nobody wins Iowa? <laughs> I have a fucking... I've got a really... Especially not Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> no, Iowa has definitely not won out of it. I have comprehensive notes uh, about what went on in, in, in Iowa. So, uh, the brief overview, listeners, if you don't know, the Iowa caucus uh, happened on Monday in the US, Tuesday here. The idea, like every other time that it's been done, they've gotten results by the end of the day. Or early the next day, maybe. I don't know. Maybe it's stretched that far sometimes. It's the main advantage to having the sort of voting system you might use in primary school. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the primary school designed in the bureaucratic nightmare that Americans assume Soviet communism to be. Yeah. Uh, weirdly. Fair point. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Uh, the Iowa caucus is for 40... Kafka for dummies. <laughs> It's for 41 delegates, which is not a lot. You need 19... It's 1% of the count. Yeah, yeah. You need... Of the there's, total, there's, Yeah, yeah. There's 3,979 delegates. You need 1,990 to win the nomination outright. Uh, but it has, like, an outsized <clears throat> uh, effect in terms of media narrative and stuff. There's a thing they call yeah. the Iowa bump. Because we have which, narrative brains. Yeah, and it's it's an aerobarous, like, the caucus is only important because the media reports about it, and the media only reports so heavily on it because it's important and that it's a self-sustaining system. But basically what typically happens is the person that wins Iowa gets a significant uh, bump in New Hampshire the following week, uh, which will be coming up 
uh, Tuesday for us, Monday uh, for the US. <clears throat> uh, so it's important, right? And and it's a caucus, which means that everybody gets together in various rooms around the state and they designate corners for you to stand in for different candidates and then they count the number of things and then it goes through this fucking absolutely impenetrable formula to to figure out state delegate equivalents which uh, is a largely meaningless america and its fucking delegate system <clears throat> man yeah yeah it's the worst idea anyone's ever had yeah yeah it removes all of the benefits of having democracy and just leaves you with the fucking drawbacks yeah well it's like you know the infuriating the the gargantuan and shiftless uh uh, apparatus of parliamentary or congress uh democracy where representatives uh sort of not particularly directly empowered to fight for their constituents interests well let's have a middle section where we to determine the people who go into that apparatus we have another apparatus that's the same thing yeah with delegation uh, and then on top <clears> of that, because it's the Dems, there's also the superdelegates. We don't have to worry about them right the, now. The superdelegates, luckily, thanks to the efforts of Bernie Sanders and his campaign in 2016, do not come into play unless the national convention is contested. Which it will be, it looks like, Thank if, if this is anything maybe, to go by. Maybe, yeah, yeah, it's definitely possible. So the state delegate equivalence thing is the figure that people are using to report the winner, but it, it's pretty fucking meaningless because it's like, it's purely hypothetical. It's like if a fictional state convention were held then these fictional delegates would go there to determine who the actual delegates are uh he's not wrong that sounded <clears throat> insane but yeah he's yeah. not wrong that it, is how no, they do it it is insane <laughs> but, but i'm not wrong so what happened differently this time uh other than the obvious answer that a <clears throat> fucking socialist is uh, or a self-described socialist is is a swedish nom- person is running for the nomination yeah yeah <laughs> A completely moderate person from outside the borders of America. Uh, The IDP, the Iowa Democratic Party, uh, hired (laughs) this company called Shadow. Well, if I may, it's even better than that, Kieran. Mm. Shadow is a subsidiary of a company called Acronym, Acronym, who was specifically set up by the Democratic Party and its donors mm. to help them with technology yeah, and yeah, make yeah. sure they wouldn't be at a competitive disadvantage against the Republicans, who are famously great at technology, <laughs> yeah. uh, when it's the 2020 election came So this yeah. is the single specific purpose for yeah. with which this organization actually exists, mm. was to design an app that was for sending numbers to itself. Uh-huh. And somehow, in three years, they couldn't get it to work. Well, to be fair... With millions of dollars, Kieran. To be fair, if all they were doing was reporting the results back to HQ and tallying them, they probably could have built that app. But it seems like there's a possibility that the app was actually designed to fucking (laughs) delete and alter the results uh, on their way over. No! But anyway, acronym, you're right, uh, is run by a woman called uh, Tara McGowan. Uh, uh, Who's she married to? uh, She's married to a senior uh, Pete Buttigieg staffer. Uh, She posted photos from her birthday party like a week ago where that senior Buttigieg staffer was there with his brother, who I think also works for Buttigieg. Uh, the head of the Iowa Democratic Party was there, and of course, all of our favorite uh, podcasters, the guys from Pod Save America. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> fucking absolute 
What was it? Two vacant two zombies, Johns and a Dan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's With easier no just to call them no H's. No H's. <laughs> Uh, the only way it could be more obnoxious is if the Dan had an H. That's <laughs> the only way. Well, I mean, it is doable. Um, yeah. Uh, so, incidentally, Pete Buttigieg paid, or his campaign paid $42,000 for uh, campaign tools to to Shadow, which is a ch- the child company of Acronym. Yep. Although uh, Acronym is now pretending that they've just yeah, kind of, the- oh, yeah, I met that guy. Oh, I, 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 lent, I lent him a couple of bucks. I think I remember suggesting investing in Shadow, but we had nothing to do with it. We they've had nothing to do with it. changed their Facebook page to just say that they're an investor mm. in Shadow, but yeah. um, journalists who can use internets <laughs> yeah. have found that- it they used to say, we founded, founded Shadow. Shadow. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, so too with David Pluff, who's a former advisor to, Oba- uh, uh, to Obama, who is still like a force, who did the same thing. He called himself a founder of Shadow. <laughs> and then later was like, oh, no, I just give money to this acronym company because they're doing such important work with like uh, countering Trump online. It's so good. Yeah. They've completely hobbled the campaign against him so far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, there's also another wrinkle, which I don't know enough about to really get into, but the, the acronym has a super pack called Pacronym and Tara McGowan has a company called Lockwood Strategy. Can the contempt for democracy (laughs) become any more fucking obviated? Is there anything they could do to ramp up the fact that this is just a middle-class fucking game for these people? Yeah, yeah. Fucking Pacronym? Oh my god! <laughs> wait a second, wait a second. Tara McGowan has a company called Lockwood Strategy. She draws down a salary of $16,000 from Acronym, I think. Uh, but it looks like uh, Pacronym is laundering money <laughs> through Lockwood <laughs> Strategy. I don't know the details. It says a lot about what's going on at the moment that the most incisive investigative reporter is fucking Jack Allison, who is a fucking fat, irony poisoned comedian who has a pop culture podcast. I like Jack Allison a lot. I don't know why I pointed out with his fat. He's just a sloppy dude, and it's funny that he's the one with the most integrity, but he's uh, following this this trail down and connecting everybody's revelations into a, into a sort of <laughs> thread about uh, acronym and shadow and Tara McGowan. So that's this. It's already a clusterfuck, and we haven't... And so Shadow was set up to make this app to collect results and transmit them back to... Uh, the IDP's, you know, tallying office or whatever. Yeah. Literally, you can do that with Google Spreadsheets. Uh, Oh, this is... So, this is a problem that I've been having with the debacle. Yes. This is the most basic computer function that you can possibly lay your hands on, is literally the transmission of raw numbers from place to place. Yeah, they used to do this This with punch cards. Yeah. And in three years and mm. millions of dollars. Yeah. Mm. I, I'm not saying anything because <laughs> I can't think of anything to say. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. The yeah. Democratic Party is, like, just competent enough to physically <laughs> exist. And beyond yeah. that, they cannot do any... There's a sketch from Frasier... Where David Hyde Pierce mm. is like ironing his trousers, mm. and you know, it's like a one-man bit without yeah. any dialogue. He somehow yeah, manages to this. burn Fraser's flat down. Yeah, yeah. 
through it's a series that. of mis- Yeah, yeah. But it's also with all of the pomposity and arrogance and feebleness mm. that he brings to the character of Niles as yeah, well. It's a, a perfect metaphor. It's 100%. <laughs> Frazier and Niles Crane are the quintessential <laughs> Democrats. Uh, 100%. So that's what that app was set up for. We'll, we'll get into it. Uh, I mean, it's uh, we're getting into it. But just, just before the caucus, uh, there's this thing, the, this paper called the Des Moines Register... Every election, uh, they publish the sort of final word poll on the Iowa caucus just before the caucus. They didn't this year. They didn't publish it because Pete Buttigieg's campaign asked that it be spiked because one polling person failed to mention his name in the list of candidates in the poll. So one person polled wasn't asked about Buttigieg. So Buttigieg's campaign got the poll spiked from the Des Moines Register. First time it's happened, as far as I know. I mean, that's good. He sounds <clears> like <throat> a perfect talent to, do- to Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah. A vindictive, uh, vain... <laughs> Pointless thin-skinned idiot. Thin-skinned fucking moron. <laughs> yeah, but the the numbers, I don't know how confirmed these are, but I think they're pretty confirmed. Uh, the numbers were that Bernie ran away with it. He got 22%. Uh, the second place was 16%, and Pete was in third with, like, 11%, I think. And he's but, putting that down to one person, not mentioning him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of how many people? Polls? And when when you bring it up, Pete's supporters or Pete's campaign will be like, that we know of, just one. And it's like, if the person Don't that you're Don't get into polling, me about that we know of, Buttigieg supporters. Yeah. If the person that you're polling about, like, if their name is left off and the person on the phone doesn't notice, then they're not going to poll well. <laughs> Right? So, it's like, if you asked me about the biggest, which was my favorite gigantic American fast food franchise, and you said Subway, KFC, or Burger King slash Hungry Jack's, I would be like, Where's oh, McDonald's? Is, yeah, is McDonald's an I option? I wasn't going to vote for them. Where the fuck are they? <laughs> yeah. It seems odd that they're left off the they're, poll. Yes. So, one person, point. one person did this. It looks like a singular mistake. So, that, that poll was spiked, which signaled that something was afoot, Right. Then the votes start. Uh, the earliest votes were the satellite caucuses, which uh, looked like they were overwhelmingly in favor of Bernie. But then the results start rolling in. The app does a huge fucking shit. Most people can't report their results. Uh, there's reports of results being altered as they go through the app, basically. Uh, this also unverified, but I've seen from a couple of sources that uh, the Warren and Klobuchar campaigns were actually the first ones to call it out because their votes were being uh, transferred to Pete Buttigieg. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know how true that is. That could be misinformation. Uh, it's less solid than the rest of this info, but I've, okay, I've heard that from uh, from a couple of people. So uh, when the app is failing caucus organizers resort to calling the hotline and most of them are like left on hold for hours there's a great clip of oh, uh, an th- organizer talking th- to wolf blitzer and you can hear the hold music in the background and then you hear the woman on the other end pick up and go like hello and the guy's like oh i should take this call and wolf blitzer's like is it all right if we listen in and the guy's like yeah and then you hear the woman hang up she's like she asks hello three times and then hangs up and then the guy goes and he's like hey are you there oh they hung up on me and he'd been waiting on hold for like two and a half hours or something. Jesus Christ. Uh, That's fantastic. So it's just a clusterfuck. 
With 0% of the result in, the first night Pete Buttigieg declares victory, uh, just ambiguously enough to for, you know, the plausible deniability. Yeah. So he can be like, just a good a very, result is any... A bad, sort of like, visceral feeling, to be honest. Yeah. Just... Apart from, like, any concerns about corruption, mm. what a fucking horrendous indictment of someone's character and judgment that they think mm. that would be a good idea. Yeah. And when there were only two-thirds of the results in, he was, like, emphatic that he'd won. Yeah. When he was, like, what, one and a half percent ahead of Sanders or something, with yeah, still yeah. a whole third of the results to come yes. in. Yeah, 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 yeah. And a lot of them from, like, Sanders districts. Yeah, all of them, basically, <laughs> oh, okay. from, from Sanders' strongest uh, districts. Yeah, the my favourite kind of, like, revelation- Because these this has just been chock-a-block with fucking revelations. There are so many things to dig into. My favourite revelation was this dude retweeting himself from about two weeks ago, where he's like, people have long suspected Pete of being associated with the CIA- there's no official on the record evidence, but people- Well, are- he was a military intelligence officer. Yeah. So, he has yeah. some kind of association. He's definitely worked with I don't think American he's like a CIA guy. Well, this is- In the election. Because the- there's no way he'd have got as well as he did if they were organized. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. This guy retweeted himself from about two weeks ago where he's like, this is the CIA playbook for interfering in elections. Uh, for- before the- you. Put a halt, you put a break on the results, if possible, before the official result is announced, you announce victory. Your candidate announces victory. And then when the rest of the results come in and it's clear that they've lost, that's when you uh, cry foul, cry cry undemocratic elections. This is what happened Hmm. in Bolivia. I was about to say, Bolivia, Venezuela, Egypt. Yeah, yeah. Democratic Republic of the Congo. Yeah, it's checking out pretty well, actually. (laughs) Yeah. So then domestically, Pete, with... Yeah, like two thirds of the results in or something. I think he first announced when zero was official, but uh, pretty soon it it came in that he had a very slight lead and he was crying victory. Uh, He looks like he would cry as well. Yeah, yeah. Absolute fucking rat. Uh, Everybody starts to realize how fucking arcane the system is. Uh, There are a bunch of suspicious rounding things where it'll be like, Sanders had like two point uh, six delegates, and Pete had two point two, and they would round the two point two up to. Uh, yeah, they got in a lot of trouble for this last um, primary season. Yeah, if you recall, with Hillary and Sanders, mm. and especially with the fucking coin tossing, the coin shit, tosses, yeah, which last, they haven't last, learned any lessons from. Last round, Hillary famously won six coin tosses in a row yeah. out of six. Uh, there's been a lot of that as well. I've only seen records of three coin tosses, but this is a pattern. Every single one went to Pete. If there's a tie, it's actually okay to just say it's a tie, split result. You can do that. Yeah, but they have odd numbers of delegates. What are we just supposed to do with that extra delegate? Couldn't put it in the pool and assign Maybe let's not have delegates. Let's just fucking vote and use votes to determine who wins the vote. Yeah, yeah. Ah, God! Uh, there's there's these fucking there's these fucking coin flips, man. And the one video that keeps getting circulated is this young, nervous shit magician doing a coin flip and then holding the coin in his hand and looking at it and then kind of doing this with his hand, like folding it. It looks like he's flipping the coin over. I can't imagine what else he would be doing. And then being like, and Pete has it. 
uh, in a in a flip between Pete and Amy Klobuchar. It's just a fucking schmozzle. Uh, so at the end of the first night, the Iowa Democratic Party puts a hold on releasing the results, retracts everything, and says we're doing quality control. Here's the fucking genius. There's so many strokes of genius during the primary, that. not like in the lead up to it, mm. where we had three years, three and a half years to prepare for this. Yeah, we when you would normally do quality control testing after of an the app. event has happened. Yeah, yeah, that's what we're doing. Uh, people already had their fucking suspicions up about interference and stuff because it's. I mean, the Democratic Party does not want Bernie to be the nominee. We know like, that. This is one thing a fax machine would actually still be extremely good for. Just yeah. fax the results in. Yeah, a fax it's not would hard. be good. <laughs> it's not- uh, however, then they couldn't do all of this sketchy shit. That's true. They are determined, even if that, I think this is just literally the Democrats are controlled by extremely stupid people. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, don't there's... think there's, I understand like why people are suspicious. Mm. I'm suspicious as well, but not of any like actual active malfeasance as much as just these people mm. are some of the stupidest people who are convinced that they're clever in human history. Yeah. This I is think like- that- the guys who are running the British Empire during its kind of mm. interbellum period level idiots who think they're smart. They're definitely fucking morons, that's for sure. And a lot of it is just the incompetence that comes with uh, self-dealing. Like, the whole shadow and acronym thing is just to circulate money amongst a circle of friends, basically. Yeah. Uh, but, however, I'm fucking suspicious as hell, and uh, I think I have a good case for it. Okay. Which, which we're getting to. But- First, I need to establish one of the strokes of genius of the Bernie Sanders campaign is that in every single uh, caucus, they had an independent auditor taking results themselves, and the Bernie campaign was tabulating results independently of the IDP. So at the end of the first night, when they do the quality control thing, the Bernie campaign releases the 40% of results that they've counted, showing similar numbers to uh, the IDP, but calculated a bit more equitably across the counties, uh, showing Sanders with a narrow lead. Everybody goes to bed furious and suspicious. The next day, they release up to 60% of results. Uh, It's leaning Pete. It's clear that Bernie is winning the popular vote. Uh, But then somebody- Wouldn't it be nice if that meant something? Yeah. If we lived in a world where- the country that claims to be the guardians of democracy had any interest in popular votes at all. Yeah, it would be refreshing. (laughs) Uh, We need young advocates like Pete Buttigieg, who very recently is on record as saying, I think we should just go by the popular vote. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, This is when they released that map showing the districts that haven't been counted yet. And it's like a county map of Iowa with little dots on each of the counties and the size of the dot represents how few like this is american all over it's ass backwards right so the larger dot means less results like the most still to be counted okay so they're showing you the quantity of uncounted votes yeah yeah instead right. of the quantity instead of, of just votes. we've finished counting this one yeah 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 <laughs> uh and then somebody posts a map showing which districts uh based on early polling have favored which candidate and somebody overlaid the two maps and shock horror all of the, sh- the can- uh, counties which had not had all of their results counted were strong Bernie countings. 
counties, including Des Moines. It seems pretty fucking weird to me that Des Moines was one of the least counted states. It's really? 60%. Yeah. Or counties. Correct I mean. me if I'm wrong, but that is the city in Iowa, is it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's the, it's their city. They've got a bank and everything. Jesus. Um, so it's it's suspicious. The, it's clear that the 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 way that they're counting uh, the results, whether intentional or not, is heavily favouring the Buttigieg campaign. Uh, day three, they release up to seventy odd percent. It seems odd to me that on the first day they release sixty percent, and then the second day they just release another ten. Anyway, it still looks like uh, Buttigieg is winning, but people start to notice inconsistencies with the with the count. Uh, an official from Polk County notes that he gave the IDP their results ages ago and that none of them have been counted. Uh, a guy from Blackhawk County uh, noticed that the results that the IDP released for Blackhawk County didn't gel with his uh, record of results because he was running the caucus. Uh, and then people start digging into the, the fucked up results that have been released uh, and notice that there's like tons of errors, including a lot which uh, were attributing Bernie and Warren's vote totals to uh, Devil Patrick and Tom Steyer, who have no presence in Iowa. And no, Tom Steyer's like at point. Oh, three or yeah, something. They basically received zero votes because they didn't campaign there. They weren't running their campaign there. Uh, but in yeah, multiple- that, that's definitely why they did so poorly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's worth noting that they wouldn't do well anyway. But uh, always, Bernies were going to uh, Stiers because and 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 Warrens were going to Patrick because they were next to each other in the in the in the list, basically. Uh, which again could be incompetence, but it's also what I would do if I were building up a plausible deniability uh, argument. So there's fucking errors everywhere and they have to retract and correct. And then the next day, which is yesterday in American days, uh, they release up to 90% at first and then all the way through to 97. And it becomes clear that Bernie is taking the lead uh, because the... Caucus, because they're starting to count Bernie's strongest districts, and his his uh, his tally starts to skyrocket. And then the New York Times Needle, are you aware of this? I am aware. I, have, I don't know what they're doing this year, though. Ah, well, it, it's a, it's like a, a speedometer that that shows That's how right. likely a candidate is to win. And they had it at like extremely likely that Buttigieg would win, but because the results were not being released uh, randomly or equitably. Uh, they had to correct it to to maybe Sanders winning instead of definitely Buttigieg winning. It was a massive fuck up. But I do want to give props to Nate Cohn of the New York Times, who is the only figure involved in this absolute fucking disaster to take any responsibility and apologize. And that was just for the needle. He was like, sorry, our model was incorrect. We didn't take into account the way that satellite caucuses were counted and weighted. We didn't take into account the the discrepancy of the weighting of the way of the results uh, that they were being released. The satellite caucuses are the first to vote uh, and the last to be counted. So these are set up for people who can't make the 
regular caucuses. So it's like stuff that's held late at like people who can't make it during the day. So they had the night before uh, satellite caucuses for, for some people. Uh, it's for like people in aged care facilities, stuff like that, like people who can't make it to regular caucuses. Uh, these are primarily like overwhelmingly uh, communities with like high numbers of working class people higher numbers of people of color of immigrants uh and and generally not sort of suburban white voters that go for for pete well this is an interesting thing about the iowa caucus system isn't mm. it because it is of all the like voting models in the developed world mm. the caucus system that they have it's not only iowa that does caucusing the no. caucus states systems is the most obviously put together by middle class yeah. white men yeah. who were like, oh yeah, I can spend the entire day half cut on cider, yeah. running around a hall shouting people's yeah, names. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. Role playing the fucking. We don't need a secret ballot because we're all mates anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's <laughs> all it's seven of us in the village who have a vote. <laughs> hugely undemocratic. Uh, <laughs> I think this is the first time that they've done the satellite caucuses. I could be wrong about that. I know that they're relatively new. I think this is the first time that they've done it. And I also want to point out that it takes like pretty tremendous courage. There was this story. So Bernie was the only one who campaigned in the satellite uh, caucuses. You shock me, Kieran. Yeah, I know. Uh, which obviously- it's Like he has some sort of genuine interest in the working yeah, class. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was this like very inspiring story of an organizer who uh, there was this uh, meat cutting plant which was uh, staffed almost 100% I think by immigrants or nearly 100% by immigrants most of them were Ethiopian immigrants who worked nights so this organizer would go at 3 in the morning every night that week to talk to the workers as they came out uh, and, and convince them to see if you know he could convince them to to vote for bernie and he he did they all showed up and i want to point out the immense courage that it takes as an immigrant worker whose boss definitely checks fucking social media to go and caucus for for sanders and be photographed and allow those photos to be uploaded because that's a tremendous risk it is. Uh, for them to do it but they did that it that nobody should be asked to take in a genuinely democratic society yeah yeah absolutely they shouldn't be uh, uh, asked to to do that but you know they were asked and they did do it and kudos to them and they were counted last these sorts of caucuses and several of them were 100% Bernie victories uh, even in the ones that weren't 100% he did fucking overwhelmingly well uh, in those uh, things so when they come in uh, those results come in, it starts to swing towards Sanders pretty dramatically and it, it becomes clear that he's going to win. There's 3% of results that they haven't released as of my last checking an hour ago or so. Uh, it's likely that they will be overwhelmingly Bernie as well. But this morning, which I guess is afternoon or evening in the US, DNC National Chair Tom Perez. I demand the review. Yeah. He calls for a re-canvas. Yep. A recount of the Iowa caucus results. The Iowa Democratic Party has said no. With what fucking volunteers, Tom <laughs> Perez? Everyone has gone home. Yeah. There's no way we're getting anybody back. <laughs> they have said... Well, they've said that they're not going to do it unless there's an official complaint by one of the presidential campaigns. Do you want to guess... Who lodged a complaint? 
I'm gonna say probably. Let me mm. let me work through them. Okay. I think Klobuchar will be probably surprised how well she did. Klobuchar seems very. She happy. won't want a rocket. No. Uh, Joe seems to have like already spaced out and moved on to the next planet in his kind of yeah. celestial uh, harmony. Yeah, a hundred percent. He's uh, licking a, a frozen custard in New Hampshire <laughs> and just going like. Mm, mm. You know, they used to put the huge piles of walnuts on your banana splits. What is he? He's a New Yorker now. Hey, it's me, Joe Biden. I actually can't do Biden's voice at all. Yeah, and it's, me neither. It's just a slippery nipple, Biden's voice. It's yeah. very like Trump's. Uh, it's hard to pin down. Yeah. You can do the why, 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 why. I also, because I don't, he does have a legitimate speech impediment as well, which is another, I don't really want to try and do. How oh, fuck is speech impediment? Like- He's one of the most powerful people in the world. Yeah. He's but a vicious I, bastard. I still His speech feel impediment hasn't stopped bad him. about making fun of people with you wouldn't be. Yeah. You wouldn't be making fun of his speech impediment. You'd be doing an authentic performance to make fun of his craven personality. Anyway, anyway, it wasn't Biden. You're Look, correct. it's a spark of humanity that I have, mm. Kieran. Don't take yeah. it away from me. I'm um, rapidly running out of them. <laughs> the pyre is dwindling. Um, the Biden campaign is doing Biden campaign, everything possible to put Iowa behind yeah, them. So they- I think that's the sensible response, to mm-hmm. be honest. Yeah. Um, it will definitely not be Bernie. No. Because he has political instincts. Mm-hmm. Um, so it comes down to mm. Warren or Buttigieg. Buttigieg mm-hmm. has declared absolute and total face-stomping victory with his mm. less than 1% margin. Mm. Um, I think it's estimated at between 0.14 and 0.1. Yeah. I don't know how you get 0.1 of 41 delegates, but it has. that's what he's got. Yeah. He's got someone's ankle and down. Um <laughs> And so I'm going to say it was probably Elizabeth Warren who's really good at political calls. You've forgotten the one crucial thing, which is Rat Boy going full rat mode. It was Pete Buttigieg's campaign. Pete Buttigieg has demanded a recount of the thing that he says that he's won. Yes. Uh, What a fucking idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Well, of course, analysing those results, the, the polls that they're equal at the moment in terms of delegates actual delegates at 11 each out of the 41 uh if one of them pulls ahead it's going to be sanders he might get 12 Buttigieg will probably be at 11 or maybe 10 uh i guess 10 uh, so does this mean that they now have to do a recount having said that they i don't have- i don't know i don't think i'm not sure if the complaint is like official enough yet or if they've this is all very recent development like yeah. perez's thing was three hours ago that yeah he put it yeah. out so this is all super recent listeners we, we will see uh so the po- the results that are putting pete in first are going by that state delegate equivalence metric which is fucking meaningless uh, in terms of actual delegates. They're equal. And in terms of popular votes, Sanders won by 6,000 votes. So we're not actually votes. going to be like Probably. cutting bits off delegates and creating no, a proper not. distribution of... That's a shame. Unfortunately not. Because that's the that's the point at which this completely abstract... I'd like to see Bernie with a necklace of delegates' hands. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Going to the DNC with like... A fucking robe. Every one of these hands was turned against the people. (laughs) (laughs) You see what you get? Uh, 
No, that's the point at which all of this abstract bullshit concretizes in the, is in the <laughs> delegate numbers. Each of those numbers, each of those single integers is a real person. Uh, but yeah, the, the Buttigieg campaign may be uh, complaining about it. Uh, but Sanders declared victory. He said, we got 6,000 more votes in the popular vote where I come from. In northern New England. That's funny. That's proportionally very similar to the number of votes that Hillary beat Trump by. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Uh, Yeah, it has been gratifying (laughs) to see the number of people who fucking spit their shit about the Electoral College and the popular vote. And I think they're right, by the way. I think the Electoral College is bullshit. Uh, It is complete bullshit. There is no defense for the Electoral College. Yeah. It's just gratifying. I don't care if rural states are going to be fucking outvoted by where people actually live. Yeah, yeah. That's the fucking point of democracy, (laughs) is that more people want a thing Mm. to happen, it happens. Yeah, the idea is that the rural places have representatives in government. If you want to live close to the seat of power, do it. Mm. If you want to live away from everyone, do it. But don't expect equal fucking influence on the- it's it's pretty wild. <laughs> it means that in a, like in the the national election, an Iowan's vote is worth like twenty times a Californian's vote or something in terms of yeah, it's fucking uh, mental. Electoral college, it's completely mental. I pulled those numbers out of my ass. And when you think about the are. Senate, it is <clears throat> terrifying the yeah. discrepancy. Yeah, 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 a hundred percent. One That's senator like- per like what twenty two and a half million Californians versus yeah. one senator per fifty thousand Iowans. It's yeah. fucking garbage. No, every Iowan. Owen is a senator. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to lodge with uh, the, the Speaker of the House that my corn dog is cold. I, now my fucking now now Iowan New Yorker as well. I I thought I had it. I was trying All to right, imitate. Shmooly. I was. You shouldn't be eating hot dogs. I was trying to imitate that woman who wanted to uh, rescind her vote for Pete Buttigieg when she found out that it's he was okay, gay. Okay, it was lamb breakfast. <laughs> Uh, Lab rat first is acid reflux in a tube, by the way. Never, don't touch it. Okay, <laughs> I won't. Uh, but yeah, Sanders won by 6,000 votes at least. That's uh, pretty big. In in the first count, after Iowa. realignment, it's different because they do this fucking realignment thing where if a candidate but doesn't it- crack 15% in the first vote, then they can- That's right. But now if you do crack 15%, you're locked in and yeah. you can't redistribute. Whereas you could always redistribute in the past. Interesting. That's probably good. I don't know. Uh, so that's that's where yeah, we. Well, stand. they were worried it was making it too much of a drawn out process. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh well, thank God they cleaned <laughs> cleaned those lines up. It's a fucking disaster. This ties nicely back into how we opened discussing tech companies, mm. right? Because yep. they're basically the snake oil salesmen of the Midwest, but <laughs> in you know jeans and yeah still playing hacky sack i imagine for some reason yeah i think so the 21st century san francisco snake oil is, boys, basically san francisco is like when you see one of those i don't know how much grand designs you watch i've been watching a fair bit recently but there are like a few different types of people there's like the obnoxious boomers who just build a shitty like vintage style house there are the real rare people with really good taste who build something good but the majority of like new money dipshits on that show who are just like, I'm going to build my dream house. And then it's just a completely incoherent mishmash of fucking styles and colors and, and stuff because they don't have a coherent sense of taste because they don't have a fucking 
sense of their own personhood. That's what everybody in Silicon Valley is like. Yeah, so I get that impression sack, very heavily. Hacky sack, yes. Soylent because choosing food is too much of a hassle. Yeah. They're the sort of guys who overuse the word efficiency because they think it makes them sound smart. And once they heard that Soylent was the most efficient yeah. way to consume your calories, they were like, well, yeah. I'm in. Yeah. In like Errol. They see a, a genuinely cool person on Venice Beach in roller skates and they're like, roller skates are back. And then wear roller skates to their office on carpet, which but is a their real roller story skates about, are attached to the Internet who, of Things. Yeah, smart skates. <laughs> so it fucking collects their sweat data and uploads it to a government database and inadvertently leaks the financial information of the entire fucking district. Um, yeah, yeah. The tech, the tech sector is absolutely parasitic. Absolutely parasitic. And the people who are, who are competent and who are capable of building these things well... Don't do it. They're not involved in these sorts of things. They're building, you know, useful software. Yeah, sure. There is definitely useful software. But, mm. you know, I guess I'd call them software developers rather than tech companies, if that makes any yeah, sense. Yeah, no. Um, but my point is <laughs> yeah. that the really good software developers aren't working for these tech companies. It's They're like, either working for the big ones or working on There are guys stuff. who make espresso machines, which mm. I like because espresso is a delicious way to have coffee. Mm. And then there's guys who make coffee pod machines. Yeah. And I've never understood why coffee pods are... Uh, better than espresso machines people say it's less effort but it using is less an espresso effort. machine doesn't take effort yeah especially if it's like a domestic one where you just press a button and it yeah. shits out of coffee yeah i it used just, pods a fair bit when i was in the u.s because they're endemic there uh, all so it does is add plastic to the, to the ground yeah yeah here's the thing it's nice to be able to this there's an undeniable aesthetic pleasure in loading a shotgun shell and that's what you're doing with a coffee pod right it's, it's when something slides neatly into place. There's there's something in that. So I think that that's something that people don't talk about. And it's nice being able to be like... It makes a clicking sound, is what you're saying. Yeah, and it sits snugly in the thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. It's child brain shit. I'm not defending it. Uh, and also it's nice to be able to be like, oh, I'm in America, the thing where the place where they can't let something be itself. So I guess I'll have a cookies and cream coffee and just put that pod. We don't have that shit in this country because we're pretentious about coffee. We've just got like my home espresso machine does have an actual group head. In defence yeah, to me, we, I've got a machine with a group head here as well. Dad bought it. It's bullshit. Ours is ours is Breville. Ours fucking it's got sucks. an enamelled chassis. Oh, nice. Yeah. See, so we're all cunts about it, but like in America, it's Dad's it's machine. Just, it's not my machine. It's just I just use it. Yeah. It's there. Yeah. Sure, buddy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you're right. The main difference between a pod machine and a regular coffee machine or a fucking any other method of making coffee is the overwhelming sense of guilt that you get from the plastic uh waste created especially if you use one for more than like three days in a row and because it's easier you drink more coffee as well you're like oh i might have a coffee just put a pod in and it's like you end up with like a fucking garbage bag full of pods by the end of the week and it's like this is fucking awful <laughs> Clooney! No wonder it became an ecological crisis like two months after the things were fucking invented. That's why El Pacino is better than George Clooney. It's nothing to do with acting. Pacino's a raw beans guy. Yeah, he is a raw beans guy. Uh, uh, well, roasted beans. And also, of a course... A whole beans guy. Yes. And also, of course, Dunkachino. Who could forget about that execrable sketch from that Adam Sandler movie? Don't remember it. Mm-hmm. 
you should watch it. It's Al Pacino doing a fake ad about the Dunkachino because it sounds like Al Pacino and he does uh, a song uh, and it's hard to watch, but worth it. Oh, uh, the things we uh, do for money. And Adam's, love. Adam Sandler, man. I watched Uncut Gems recently. Phenomenal film. It's really, really good. Adam Sandler has the biggest differential between, I'm not saying anything new, but his good roles when he's on, absolutely one of my favorite actors. I love to watch him in a good movie. And it's just like picking through shit, trying to find them. That's all. But it seems like he's turning more towards them now. Should we talk about uh, the Iowa caucus though? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so here, here's my, this is where I, uh, here's my thinking behind it. Uh, I think that there's a chance that Pete was trying to rig it for Pete. I don't think that that's what's happening broadly. Uh, but I do think that there is a definite play around media narrative and the effects that it has. I think that it's in the IDP and the DNC's interests uh, for the results to be released in the way that they've been released. And as slowly as they've been released, uh, Buttigieg has had a nine point boost in New Hampshire off the back of this. Uh what is oh our brains are so bad, Kieran. Yeah. We have such shit brains. <laughs> yeah. Nine so, points. Nine points. That's a big boost. But that's, that's the fucking that's the mental. I, that's the Iowa bump. That's I why know, it's so but... important. Uh so I think that by by dragging out the results. I'm still and hoping by... that it'd be like, you know how Ben Carson was gonna do really well because of Iowa and New Hampshire? I'm still kind of hoping for that result with the de- you know what I mean? Yeah. Because... Because I don't want Pete Buttigieg to win, because it'd be so bad. Yeah, Buttigieg isn't going to win, uh, <sighs> but I don't think that that's what's going on. But he could, <clears throat> he could, he can fuck Warren and Sanders. There's a there's a few things that, that's going on, uh, and I, I the convention is is where that shit comes into play, which I'll get to in a second. But like, I think there's three three things are happening, right? One is the media narrative around uh, they've robbed Sanders of the Iowa bump or they've tried to rob Sanders of the Iowa bump and give it to Pete. Well, I would say they have robbed him of the Iowa bump. Like, Sanders has also received a bump, particularly like in the last couple of days, as people have seen uh, what's happened. Oh, uh, well, that's reassuring. So that's backfired on them a little bit, but Pete has still received the, the, the bump. Uh, so I think that that's... Well, it looks dragging like out the results. That's... Not enough young people came out in Iowa and actually participated, which is yeah, but... very fucking annoying. But in states that don't have stupid caucus systems that are very yeah. off-putting to everybody who's not fucking mental, maybe yeah, it'll be different. And it, like, young people is just one part of the thing. Like, there were a lot know, of first-time caucuses. I uh, know, but young people are a big thing for our campaign. Yeah, we need. The young ones. I think in a primary system rather than a caucus system, we'll see more of them because you just go and you vote and you leave. You don't yeah. have to go to a room. There's no social interaction. Belligerent baby boomers. And I don't blame any fucking young person who has like an anxiety trigger response <laughs> to the idea of being berated by somebody, a sort of white suburbanite person in their fucking 60s who talks about entitlement and, and, and practicality and all of that shit. So- I'm hopeful for, for the youth turnout in, in the primary. I mean, PE is, or in America, they call it gym class, don't they? Is yeah. famously everyone's least favorite class. Yeah. Like, even if you hate maths, you still prefer maths to PE. Yeah. And they've essentially just turned their voting system into a PE class, haven't yeah. they? That's- to the extent that a huge number of them are held in gymnasiums. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, 
So I think that's number one. But they've dragged it out and they've fucked up the the main benefit of uh, of winning Iowa, which is the boost and the media narrative. I think number two is uh, well, it, uh, number two is controversializing the results. Number two is with a view to the convention, right? So there's two things. Firstly, Pete's not going to win, but say he takes uh, these 10 delegates and say another 20 in New Hampshire or something. And then if Sanders is at like 1970 delegates and he would have been over the, the clear winning threshold, that means they can contest the convention and give it to somebody else. So that's that's one thing. I also wouldn't put it past them it's still in play, uh, the idea that they might void these results. Uh, people have talked about it. I don't think that they'll do it unless absolutely necessary, but the DNC are so fucking incompetent that I, I can see them pulling that trigger and killing their own party, if that's what it takes. Because it's only a margin of 10 delegates, I don't, or 11 delegates, I don't think that that's likely, but I wouldn't put it past them. And... Finally, like, we have to take into account Bloomberg, who it looks like... The Phantom. Yeah. It rising looks, from the shadow. It looks like Bloomberg oh, is the DNC's concealed dagger, essentially. They've tried Biden, and he ate shit, by the way. We've alluded to this, but he came in fourth. Yep. Uh, with fuck all. Like, 15%, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. He was three points ahead of Klobuchar. Yeah, yeah. And so he fucking ate shit really badly, and he's looking terrible in New Hampshire as well. His lead in South Carolina is is a role. He's a fucking shit candidate. Yeah, yeah. But, like, it's clear that that's failed. It's clear that Warren is not getting up. She was their kind of compromise candidate for a little bit. Uh, Klobuchar, God bless her fucking violently abusive soul. She's not making it up and Buttigieg is dead in the water after New Hampshire because he hasn't really done any campaigning anywhere but Iowa and he has like close to 0% black support so he's going to absolutely crater in South Carolina might do okay in a lot of the he'll have a home state bump when they get to Indiana I think won't they Indiana's not for a while though right uh, it's also not very many people yeah that's yeah. about equivalent to Iowa delegate counts isn't it it would be, I guess, yeah. It's roughly similar. Uh, but, like, it's uh, Iowa and then New Hampshire and Nevada, who was another caucusing state, they have, they have immediately said completely that completely cut like, all ties with, with Shadow. Shadow they were going to be acronym. And, 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 and they're like, yeah, we're yeah. just going to do the thing where we just... Just counted ourselves. Well, no, they said we're going to find another app. Was the headline that was released, and everybody was like, "Fucking hell!" Everybody was posting very good burns on Twitter with the "Try this one" and the icon of the phone app. So I think that they might get bullied into just doing a traditional count. If they, I mean, you can bully them. This is true. The Democrats can be bullied. I will say that there is no state Democrat party that wants to be associated with or seen to be like the Iowa Democrat Party uh, at or the Or the moment. Iowa Democrat voters. Like, so there was... there. Was, <laughs> I'm sorry, but for Pete Buttigieg, mm. literally, like, a third of the people casting their ballots were, like, essentially, I, I choose nothing out of all of the yeah. options before me. 
I choose nothing, but not in a fun Joe Bideny way. Yeah, I want nothing in a extremely bland, direct, like just just a, a perfect frictionless orb. Yeah, of vacancy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the some of the things people were saying when they were talking about why they were backing um, Biden, right, or, mm. or or Buttigieg instead of Sanders or Warren, they were like. Well, I don't think their claims are realistic. I don't think we'll get what they're offering. Like, mm. Yeah, but even if you think that, which is not true, they're completely realistic claims. Yeah. Like, Warren's are really achievable. But mm. even if you believe that offer is too good to be true, mm. that's how fucking negotiations work. Yeah. You don't be like, well, I'm going to pick the guy who's already got the fucking compromise position. Yeah. That's maybe where a hard Warren fight will get beaten down to for yeah, to get yeah. it through. I'm going to start. I'm going to choose the guy who starts from the surrender position it's- because I'm a tough minded realist. <laughs> it's absolutely They're so frust- deluded. They They're are. Charles Boyle from <laughs> Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's a strategy that has been just losing. Because it's not how you fucking Dying in the ass for decades. It's especially not how you negotiate in, like, an intensely combative environment, you know, where you're up against the wall. You have to pick ideal positions and sometimes give ground. Yeah. But you don't start from failure. (laughs) It's like if- fucking thick can you be if the dnc were robbing a bank and they were surrounded by cops they would go to the top of the building and they would say we demand a duffel bag with two thousand dollars and a gps tracker and to be shot when we leave this building that's the end result yeah it's not where you start from you demand four million dollars 32 large pepperoni pizzas and a helicopter flown by madonna correct the reason the republican party is the invincible, belligerent, lunatic force mm. that it is, is not because of Republican genius. It doesn't no. exist. There's no Republican genius. Yeah. It's because the people that they're negotiating with don't understand how politics or negotiations or fundamentally, as far as I can tell, anything works. Yeah. But for some reason, they have bought this idea that failing is an act of, like, Stoicism. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that has always been a, a, a like, vague you know the problem with you stoicism. idealists? You just ask for what you want and you try to get it. Yeah. You don't understand that uh, the, the grown-up position is to cede nine-tenths of the ground <laughs> to your opposition. Yeah. And then ask them if they could let you yeah. keep the last 10% because you've been so magnanimous with them. No wonder their kids are such <laughs> shitheads. Because this is where they've hardened that stance, is the kid being like, I want candy at two in the morning, and the parent being like, you can have a roll-up. I want candy. Well, I had no choice. I had to give him the candy. He wasn't settling down. And he grows up to be Hunter Biden. Hunter He's Biden fucking smoking say, crack. Are you coming down the- for dinner, Hunter? Fuck off. Dinner. I'm smoking crack. Uh, how about if we buy you real cocaine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can snort real cocaine. Don't smoke crack. Come on. <laughs> Hunter, it's your father. I was talking with the boys down at the pool, Corn Pop and Jiggy Mag and all of them. And we were, fuck off, Dad. You want me to get a blowjob from your widow? That's your mother, son. Give me a job on the board of a Ukrainian energy company. Oh, all right. 
Well, no, he wanted a proper Russian oil company. Joe. Yeah. So he was like, how about you That's Ukraine? The how about <laughs> yeah. The Democrats and Republicans are such perfect bedfellows because the Democrats are set up structurally to accommodate uh, that sort of compromise. But the Democrats are and- like essentially topping from the bottom, right? They've kind of bullied the Republicans into being this belligerent horror force. They've yeah. given them no option. Because they are so weak and so yeah. just like in ir- ir- resolutely vulnerable and passive aggressive. Yeah. The Republican Party's only way to operate has been to become abusive. Yeah. Just overwhelming, <laughs> untrammeled id that just gets rewarded again and again and again. And then the Democratic Party is like that dude from the Nine Inch Nails music video who's like chained up in the basement with his mouth on a urinal pipe in a gimp suit going like, well, at least I have the higher ground. <laughs> like, fuck off already. You go strong. Yes. Uh. Weakness for bleakness does not endorse domestic violence. There is no excuse for it. It is never the fault of the victim. Yeah, true. I, th- I think it's like a fetish thing. There was thing a in that. danger that we were stepping across oh, a very important line there with oh, our yeah, yeah, yeah. With <laughs> narrative i just realized no they're not fucking partners they're enemies yes this is it's the a difference an entirely just in case anyone impressionable is listening yeah. it's i a mean completely if the, different scenario if the intensely disturbed psychosexual composition of the democratic national convention forces them to take on the persona of a partner it's only because they don't know how to be enemies they're enemies and people's fucking lives are at stake and you can't because if you're on the margins of society, this is why this is why people are not showing up to vote. And this is why you can't just expect them to vote blue no matter who. Uh, because if you're a marginalized person and your, your in fucking scare quotes, party, uh, takes the base position of always compromising and reaching across the aisle and seeing what we can give up to get what we want, you're always going to be thrown under the bus. You're never going to get what you want if you're on the margins of society because... Your fucking default position in the minds of that party is the thing to be compromised. (coughs) It simply cannot fucking work. And there's, like, no wonder people are enthusiastic about Bernie. No wonder these uh, immigrant communities and working class communities and people of colour and shit are getting behind him in such large numbers because this has been set on a few things now. It's becoming a bit of a a hashtag kind of meme. His campaign is the only one that leaves nobody behind. It yeah. fucking advocates for everybody who isn't a billionaire PMC monster. Oh, our millionaires. Some of the others, yeah. you know, Warren's okay with the millionaires. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, why you would mm. pick the compromise position as your starting position yeah. just leaves me completely flabbergasted. Well, the good news is that they won't be able to. I don't think that any of these candidates are going to stand up, uh, especially with Pete as the one that's sucking up these early votes because he just doesn't have the legs his latest he's going to get so possibly all he's done is deflate biden essentially well this has been really bad for biden uh it's been yeah better than expected for klobuchar but not great for warren uh the risks like yeah even if biden drops out and his support goes to pete that's still not enough it's still not enough to to take new hampshire or nevada or uh uh, fucking Super Tuesday states like California is going to be deep in the bag for Bernie. And at that point, he's going to have such a commanding lead. So this is where Bloomberg comes in as the secret weapon of the DNC. He's not campaigning in the early states. I think he's jumping in at Super Tuesday, maybe. 
uh, he's spending... Seems like a sufficiently hubristic move for Michael yeah, Bloomberg. <laughs> but it might just work. People are starting to come out to bat for him, and he's spending millions and millions and millions of dollars on TV advertising, uh, and he doesn't need to fundraise, because he's worth... Well, no, it's his own money, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, he's it's worth... literally... A th- I, did Matt Christman... Was it Matt Christman? Who... Or was it Virgil, Texas? It's essentially, it's the interest on his wealth is all that yeah. he's chipping in and he's outspending everybody. Yeah, yeah. The Bernie campaign has just... Uh, Which that fact alone, if anybody votes for him, yeah. fuck. Yeah, there, there's been some debate over whether or not he's an oligarch. He's fucking yes, he's absolutely an oligarch. an oligarch. You're a billionaire, you're an oligarch. <laughs> yeah. How can you possibly question yeah. that? Well, specifically with this thing where it's like the Sanders campaign is rejoicing at raising $25 million in January, which is a huge achievement from small donors. Absolutely. Bloomberg is worth $55 billion. He doesn't have to fundraise and he can buy his way into the race. That's fucking oligarchy. Uh but that, so that's what he's doing. He's spending fucking tons on TV advertising, and TV advertising is weirdly shown to be effective if you have the funds to sustain it enough. Yeah, because old people to vote. Yeah, old people are the highest consistent voters in the US. Mm. They love to vote. Yeah, uh, yeah, a hundred percent. Depressingly, that's that's true. And even even now, there's trouble with youth turnout. If anybody can do it, it's Sanders. But. It remains to be... That's it, still a bit of a question mark. Maybe Bailey can round them up. Yeah. Maybe Bailey can golden retrieve some votes. Yeah. yeah. Do you work for the for the Warren campaign? Because that's uh, I used to work for Hillary. Yeah, yeah. I was the one who came up with the Pokemon <laughs> Go to the gold line. Yeah. And then after a brief stop in the Harris Booker... <laughs> <laughs> What are the other ones? Castro campaigns? No, I don't think Julian was that craven to take that many. Nah, Julio Julia was all right. He just yeah. didn't have like enough of a presence. He didn't have enough of a presence. A coverage he was, issue as much was, as anything else. Yeah, really. yeah. He, but he, he he wasn't just he had didn't have any sufficiently exciting ideas at the time compared to. Well, his his big thing, the thing that he was really good on was immigration reform. That's true, actually. But he was dog shit on everything else. So he was, he was like uninspiring but at least he had that one thing and he set sanders up for the alley-oop at that one debate where he talked about uh uh decriminalizing crossing the border and sanders just had to be like yes absolutely i agree it's common sense and because it had been put forward by castro who has more credibility with the weirdly racially obsessed democratic party uh apparatus they couldn't fight back on it well Um, it's not weird though is it because they are mostly like white yeah, and determined yeah. to include minorities. Yeah, but in a way, so that's... they're like obsessive in the way that you know. Yeah, somebody with an eating disorder might be obsessive about food. Yeah, the Democrats. Well, they're they're eager to to get votes from minorities. That's true. So it's not the yeah. same relationship as an eating disorder, but it's a similar yeah. kind of. Yeah, I know this is important, but my brain has broken as to why it's important. Mm. <laughs> It's like when Dan Harmon <clears throat> talks about how obsessed he was with black culture as, as a youth and like still to this day to like the, the insane degree that he loves rap and like hip hop culture and stuff like that. Any degree is insane. But I hate rap and hip hop. Oh, look at Billie Eilish over here. Uh, Thank you. Actually, I quite like Grandmaster Flash and the De La Soul and all the sort of the, yeah, there you the go. Sugar Hill gang. Yeah. So, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, you have the mainstream tastes of a 60-year-old man. That's yeah. all right. 
We know that. Well, I stopped um, listening to music in the mid-90s, so <laughs> it's not so yeah. much that I dislike rap as I haven't heard any of it. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Those are some, some decent choices for, for somebody who doesn't like rap. Anyway, my point being, at least Dan Harmon is self-aware about it, and he brings it up as part of his traveling roadshow of, of personal revelation and self-loathing. The DNC is completely unaware of what they're doing when it comes to... So, uh, yeah, the, I, I almost let this fucking point slip. When Buttigieg and Tom Perez talk about a recount because of the the uh, the way that these satellite caucuses have gone, these last few percent in the results, uh, as much as they talk about inclusivity, and obviously Mayor Pete has a dog shit record on like racist police and stuff like that when he was mayor of South Bend, but because uh, he fired that one black guy who was the police commander. Yeah, it's just a small mistake that anybody could make, I guess. Uh, uh, and as then much some as other stuff. Yeah, there, there was there I've was. I've heard uh, minor minor trifles. As much as he and the DNC talk about the Navy diversity, has no problems with racism and in- <laughs> and inclusivity and stuff, and and they cynically try to leverage uh, Buttigieg's sexuality. Straight people cynically try to le- leverage his sexuality, while the LGBTQI plus community unanimously disowns him. Uh, to the point that there's a bunch of merch that is like LGB uh, LGBTQ. Let's get Buttigieg to quit, uh, <laughs> which is good. Anyway, as much as they claim that, it's these last few percent that they're really taking issue with to the point that they're calling a recount. And these last few percent are the voice of the minorities that they desperately want. It's the voice of fucking uh, immigrant and non-white workers who have been encouraged to vote for the first time. And as soon as they actually hear their voice, of course, it's distasteful to them because it's not their curated vision of the voice, Mm. which is fucking, you know, Washington's uh, Washington political animals. Well, it's that thing that the Democrats are absolutely like still, I don't know why they're so heavily shackled to Bill Clinton's presidency. Mm. But they really are so psychologically convinced yeah. that that single administration was the way politics should always be. Yeah, that they it is cannot startling. recognize that he was the only democratic president who ran that model of government in the history of the United States. Mm. You know, they were conservative until the let's say. 50s they had a progressive period after the 50s and then bill did his weird third way thing and he's the only guy who did Mm. that except for obama who kind of defaulted into it because it turned out he didn't actually know what he was going to do when he became president and he didn't much care and he didn't seem to much care he seemed to be he seems like in retrospect he was just after power like uh like they are but i think that they draw a direct link from bill clinton to to obama and i think that they they see this is speculation i don't even know what bill part. clinton was trying to achieve either looking back on it historically he was trying to get puss yeah i guess i feel like he could have done that though not like when you're president it's sexual assault it's sexual assault you can just do it <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point, but it's easier when you're president. That's true. Oh, when a president does it, 
It's not illegal. As we know, lots uh, of losers can do sexual assault. Yeah, it's quite common. Uh, but I think they draw a direct line between Clinton and Obama, and I think they see this sort of, like, vacant third-wayism, which is essentially, like, socially inclusive conservatism. So it's basically just, like, minorities can yeah, it's be like one-nation Toryism. Yeah. Uh, and I think that they, they see a direct cause and effect between the institution of that set of policies and then the election of the first black president. So it's like... And they completely ignore the fact that everybody who voted for Obama thought they were getting a progressive president yeah, because yeah. he ran a progressive presidential campaign. Yeah. And everybody was like... So when he failed to follow up on that... Mm. And won the election because he was up against Mitt fucking Romney the <laughs> yeah. second time around. <laughs> yeah. There I go. So it was it was the fact that he was a cop out that people loved. That's what was great. Yeah. Not the fact that it was a weird Mormon <laughs> running against him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they never take it. They're all like, well, what was he supposed to do? The. Uh, house but he and controls the house was, for two years. Yeah. Well, this is the two thing. Two. Fucking years. And he ate shit on the midterms because he didn't do anything in those two years. That's not true. He recapitalized the banks out of the public oh, purse. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's whilst right. Whilst enforcing austerity measures on taxpayers. Mm, can't imagine why that was unpopular. Uh, but Trump has only been in for fucking three, and look at all of the terrible bullshit he's managed to accomplish in that time. Even with an opposition in the House now. Well, you know, when someone tears your speeches up that's almost the same as if they're trying to do government don't get me <laughs> fucking started on nancy pelosi christ uh uh bloomberg i think i don't think the 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 he's distanced himself from his racist policies when he was mayor yeah oh he was a terrible fucking his timing mayor. is slightly suspicious kieran because he only distanced himself from those racist policies mm when he was about to start running for the Democratic candidacy. Yeah, it's curious, that. Uh, his goal uh, is not to win. I don't think the DNC have him winning as their goal. Well, his their goal goals is to are always win. fucking flawlessly executed. Well, I mean, this, we is, this is where we take uh, hope, is that they fucking suck at this, so Sanders will win. But I think the goal is to, to cause a contested convention so that they can give it to somebody else no use the super delegates yeah say well it's chaos we need to speak to the party grandees yeah and they will appoint well i guess it would be whoever has fucking it probably would end up remnants of george washington (laughs) (laughs) i think it would end up being bloomberg i guess if he's the one with the most votes and if the super delegates can get him over the line i could see them doing a surprise move and saying we're gonna give it to elizabeth warren as a compromise candidate or something yeah but she would have to still have enough that the super delegates could she get her could over the still line. have enough she might she's very popular yeah yeah it's true she may do she did pretty the, good in my main problem was elizabeth 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 yeah my main problem was with what the fuck is happening my main problem with non-tongue twister name elizabeth warren yeah is that extremely conventional so fucking weird (laughs) (laughs) like the joe biden was astrally reaching out (laughs) pinching my tongue because i mentioned his stutter yeah (laughs) we'll see who stutters now why don't we put it on a plate and split it jack (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Seems like something he'd say. Yeah. Um, I just don't know what it means, though. 
is that her policy proposals are mm. just policy proposals for running yeah. an administration. This is what yeah. a lot of Warren supporters don't understand, is that they envisage their candidate gets the presidency and she enacts her policies and America goes back to the 80s and mm. it's just going to be fine. Yeah. She's not trying to build a mass movement no. with its own momentum and its own existence that will continue after she's gone. Yeah. Sanders' whole thing is not his presidency. No. If he gets the presidency, that will be simply a means to the end mm. of getting more squad members into Congress, of building more mm-hmm. um, political community organization campaigns on the ground rejuvenating the unions right his policy proposals are really 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 like what maybe 10 percent of what he actually wants to achieve yeah i think think there are some concrete things but yeah no there are concrete things but they're not the main point the main point is that he actually builds a classly a class conscious movement yeah. that does not require him to be the president to be effective. Yeah, he wants to change the relationship between and the people and political power. Correct. It's a much more realistic and important goal yeah. than the Elizabeth Warren assumption that she can um, run a progressive administration that yeah. will achieve progressive it's it's the difference between somebody who understands the difference between politics and administration. Yeah. Right? Elizabeth Warren understands administration. She doesn't understand politics, and neither do the people who back her. Yeah. Sanders' understanding of politics, his campaigns and his support mm. on the politics, that's the difference. That's why you should back him over Sanders. Over Warren. Yeah. Damn it, my tongue is doing really badly today. You were doing so well there. That was like... I'm going to drink some water and, very and aggressively, but you won't be able to hear it because it has a straw in the bottle, which I kind <laughs> of hate. Um... <laughs> this is what uh people in the the great eternal meaningless shit fight of social media don't really understand about the sanders thing as well they when they talk about the realism of campaigns they they say oh he doesn't get stuff done in congress he can't negotiate with people he's going to be alone up there he won't get anything done and yeah exactly it's also not what, true that he doesn't get things done in no 100 percent. it's all it's all false but like <clears throat> their point being that she that he can't compromise as well as warren i guess it's one of the reasons americans still have social security because he fucking refused to budge on that insane joe biden yeah. up to his fucking neck in motion yeah to get rid of it luckily we don't have to worry about biden anymore uh i don't think but yeah the, these people don't realize that exactly what you just said that 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 it's a shift that's happening. Their, their fucking hardware isn't capable of running the software. So they think that it's just Trump stuff. Trump's goal being to get in and, you know, profit off the the corrupt apparatus of US government. Well, I mean, he was. <clears throat> I, I think Trump was more motivated by his narcissistic personality yeah, disorder yeah. than he was by any actual tangible goals. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, it's all vanity. But, like, profit for him at this point is also just about vanity. It's just... It's a pure exercise in vanity. So they think that Bernie is like that for the left, and it's just about being able to get up there and be like, see, we're the king of the castle. Do they really but think that? A lot is of them Is it possible really that they're that stupid? It is. As I... I find it difficult to understand, like, idiocy. (laughs) I really struggle to Mm. wrap my head around just the idea that someone's a fucking moron. Yeah. Does it make sense? It does. (laughs) 
Uh, I mean, we're morons in our own way. Yeah, but no, these, for sure. But these people but like, are morons. But then, you know, I, I can understand, like, when people are more intelligent than I am, mm. with a more sophisticated understanding than I've got, mm. right? I try to learn from them. And since sometimes it turns out they were a fraud. Yeah. And but that's, you know, a good lesson in and of itself. I but don't I know what really you're talking about. I never liked him. <laughs> <laughs> I wish more people would realize he's a fraud. I yeah, think that would be very fucking handy. Um, I don't see it happening, though. There's It mm. would have been... It has been exposed by now. <laughs> yeah. It would have been exposed by now. Yeah. It was exposed immediately as he started sharing his opinions. Yeah. The um, first time that he was like, Foucault believes, and the single professor on who had read a Foucault book up the back of the room was just like, bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> None of us know what he believed. How dare you, sir? Uh, yeah. Uh, um, so, it, but, but this is the thing, right? Yeah. If you're interested in an active in politics, mm. I cannot, I really cannot, I'm not having a go or being snide. I just can't understand how you can be so gormless mm. as to what it is and how it works that you would think that people whose lives mm. have been destroyed by the inequality of the system mm. are just engaging in a vanity project. Yeah. Like, I don't I don't get how you could possibly be that fucking there's a lot of intellectually inbred at work. There's a lot of conditioning you know, at work. Like as the well, same though, guys. These are the same people who think mm. everyone who voted for Trump did it because they hate migrants. Not, yeah. not because they believed him when he said he would try to fix their. Yeah. That jobs he would bring manufacturing back and that he would cut better deals with. Yeah. Uh, and Trump himself went, uh, when he was on record as saying that Sanders was the one person he didn't want Hillary to pick as a VP because he would have lost has said, because where we intersect is on trade. He didn't use these words. Well, obviously. <laughs> uh, but his point was that their their point of intersection was trade, uh, that Sanders, by which he means workers getting fucked over in bad deals, uh, and that Sanders is, re- like, that's Sanders' whole thing, is workers getting fucked over in various sorts of power deals, and that that was the grift that he was running. So, like, even he's aware of it, and he's a fucking moron. And he knows that the part of the reason that he won is because he lied about empowering working class people. Absolutely. You know, and it's the same lie that carried off Brexit. But I, I, I don't... And the liberals in the UK are just as mm. thick as the liberals in the US. Mm. You know, with the, the, those of them who are still plumping for, like, Remain. Yeah. Um, because I've been listening to them talk for three years, four years now. Mm. Three years. And... None of them have come up with anything to address the concerns of the people who have turned yeah. Brexit and turned Tory. Yeah. None of them can wrap their heads they around can't, it. Uh, they can't engage <clears throat> in it on that level. It's like, you racist. They know like- how to be. So a, listen to a podcast called Romaniacs, where they're yeah. all very clever, yeah. and they're all very smug, and they're all very wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it baffles me that people who are so bright... IQ-wise, mm. and have such access to information, I think be... I think it's legitimately just... Do you think it's you... the power of belief that they literally just cannot... I think it's the power of belief, and I think it's the lack of 
really experiencing things on a material level. Because, like, they know that inequality exists. They know that poor people exist. They see homeless people. They treat them like animals, but they see them. And they don't think they treat them like animals, but they do. But, like, if you have gone from, like, happy home to good school to good university to good job, the whole time being told how smart you are, the whole time being told that working class people don't have real... Uh, gripes and that they're racist or whatever. If you're in that fucking Half-Life 2 style sealed tram, just going through the scenery and seeing it as an abstract play in the distance, it becomes really fucking difficult to to break out. I think to if you haven't seen the reality of what this shit does to communities and does to people, like they do, they just don't see it. They don't know poor people. They don't have. They don't live the fucking experience of of just alone. What the stress hormones do to you when you're living That's, paycheck yeah. to paycheck, and the, like literally, it's just a health problem. But the information is still there. So it the information me. is there. But I think that like <clears throat> the advantage that you and I have, and we're both fucking reasonably. We both comfy. came out of the monster factory. Yeah, we both came out of the monster factory. We're both like reasonably comfortable we've at least got safety sort of nets and shit we're not going to fall through the cracks we have families yes yeah that's correct yeah with the resources to to look after us should we need it um one day i will be finished university and then i will have a family and become a part of the problem yeah yeah but like i think where we differ from these people is that we didn't go from high school to university to consultancy firm to to you know like newspaper or political thing or whatever we had a period where we were fucking on welfare uh drinking bowlers run you had that fucking sports bottle that you would fill half with wine and half with water because bowlers run is gross yeah well i mean it's better than a lot of wine at that price point but That's it is gross. Gross. Still I, gross i'll grant gross you've been working at at bowls clubs uh and cafes and cafes and shit i've been working in disability care so our peers in the professional sense are working class people uh we are working class. We are technically working class yeah. people. Yeah, that's true. Like, so the advantage that we have just in against those fucking lanyards is that we've seen the reality of it. And once you meet a couple of these people, it becomes a lot harder to, to make them abstract. Not to fucking big us up too much, because I think that ultimately where the chips fall down, we're probably as much a part of the problem as we are the solution. But, like... I don't know, man. Some of these people just... I've met them. I've seen them. People who work for charities and and fucking law firms and stuff who are, like, nominally involved in good work. But they're patronizing as fuck when it comes down to uh, actually taking stock of the problems that are affecting the communities that they claim to know about. Yeah, this is true. It's a... a, Well, no, it's like it's a... I guess the what was the, the kind of the the great men of charity from Dickensian mm. London. Yeah, it's a similar kind of outlook, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I appreciate that poverty shouldn't exist and that these people have feelings, but I don't mm. understand anything about it, and yeah. I won't. Yeah, here's a gift. It's more for me than you. I feel better now. <laughs> yeah, 
But this is why it's so important that we that the coalition that Sanders is building is successful because it's mm. led by working class people, because it's led by the people who have lived in these conditions. It gives them the power to set up the institutions and processes that can take care of them. And then what these fucking uh, like upper middle class safe people need is a blueprint of the moral case for these uh, institutions and, and, and shit that protect working people, poor people, disabled people, whatever. Uh, they need a moral blueprint, but it has to be designed by the people who have actually gone through it, or it's just going to be technocratic horse shit. It's going to be giving sand shoes to indigenous people in the Northern Territory as some cack-handed fucking attempt to to bring them out of poverty by giving them footwear instead of, you know actually having indigenous representation in politics in Australia, which is too much of a tangent that I've busted open there, but I don't know. Anyway. Well, you've kind of helped me understand how people can be so stupid as to think it's just a vanity project. I'm definitely but with it you. it hasn't improved it's, it's my mood. No. Is there anything else we have to cover <clears throat> today, Karen? No, I mean, it's fucking mind-boggling that there's this amount of material coming out of one of the smallest primary states in the u.s imagine what's gonna go wrong f- when it comes to new york texas and california i fucking hope that it's not like this with every state for god's sake new hampshire is on monday so we'll figure it out and we'll see how bad it's gonna get uh sorry dear listener i just wanted to uh fix up some errata and and finish up the information it won't take long we're nearly done uh I said that the Warren and Klobuchar campaigns were the ones that campaign uh, that complained about the early results. Biden's campaign also put in a complaint. Uh, he is trying to put the primary behind him, but I just didn't want that to kind of sit there as, as as an obvious error. He was one of the first to lodge a complaint with how things happened. I wanted to update you with what's going on in Iowa since Tom Perez called for the re-canvas. I don't think it's going ahead yet but it's pretty murky apparently the process for re-canvas is uh established and and very clear and none of the campaigns have lodged uh an official request for re uh canvassing the deadline for that has been extended to the new hampshire primary day so only a little bit of time so it might not happen uh they're saying 100 percent reported sanders won vote count Buttigieg won state delegate equivalents it's a 0.1 percent difference between them they both have an equal number of delegates uh going to the national convention the sanders campaign has said they don't want to recount but they have highlighted precincts with irregularities that they want the idp to look at so we'll see if that goes anywhere on the note of youth turnout uh it gives me pleasure to report that darcy was wrong youth turnout was increased uh this uh caucus and the turnout of older people was depressed actually apparently people aged 17 to 29 were 24 percent of uh caucus goers and uh 21 percent between 30 and 34 so good job millennials good job zoomers uh you know that's that's a pretty fucking huge block so that's really encouraging uh yeah that's it just wanted to to correct that and to update you on what's going on. Nobody really knows, but it looks like equal number of delegates coming out of the the caucus. We'll see if anybody <laughs> bothers to look into the Sanders campaign's complaints. I suspect not. 
Anyway, it's the end of the show. Uh, on that note, mm. if you would like to communicate with the team here at Weakness for Bleakness, you mm-hmm. can reach us by email at weaknessforbleakness at gmail.com. There yes. are no tricks with the spelling. No tricks with the spelling. Uh, you can follow at Week for Bleak on Twitter if you feel so compelled to get updates on episodes and stuff. Uh, I think that's it. The uh, views and opinions that you have heard today are very clearly not informative and can only possibly be meant for the purposes of entertainment. Because we have never had a <laughs> Where does... full grasp of anything that we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, look, if you, if you think probably rightfully that we've been an idiot, uh, idiots about something, then just email us. We have never claimed to be fair and balanced. No, no, we're extremely biased. And now, um, throw a coin to your Witcher by Leonardo's no, Robot no. to play us out. I have... The album is done. Uh, it's all complete. Bonus track. It's going track. to be bonus out track. in March. I'm not doing bonus a bonus track. track. I'm not doing a bonus track. Uh, but I have just released the first single, Alien, which you can get at leonardosrobot.bandcamp.com. I'll put it here to close out this thing. There's a B-side if you go to the Bandcamp page. Uh, the record will be out, yeah, late March, probably mid-late March with a video, maybe if I can get my ducks in a row. Yeah. All very exciting. You could drink heaps of cheap lager and do a folk punk cover of Throw a Coin to Your Witcher. We can all pretend we're Danny McBride. Come Um, on, Kieran, please. I'm not, not going to do this. He's so cool. No. No, I refuse. It's the bye-bye from me. Bye. Slide
Looks like that time again Just 